With the ugly truth of the reentry process being told, it's important to also highlight the beautiful parts of these guys' reentry process while in the Indiana Department of Corrections. All of these things have been beneficial, you know, as a resourceful situation for me, and as well as not just in the reentry center, but once I get out. I definitely believe it's doing what it should be doing, which they offer us the tools. Now it's up to us whether or not we use them. It was very simple, but it was the most prolific thing that anybody told me since I've been at the reentry center is, it's what you make of it. Like they say in uh, Narcotics Anonymous, it, it works if you work it. Finding purpose in what you do is a universal goal, and against all odds, these men find their purpose in education, in work, in volunteering, in the arts, thanks to the opportunities at South Bend Reentry Center. Now, none of these guys have a problem finding the motivation to take advantage of the programs available. They're eager to use every opportunity they can to grow. Even with the programs, you know, um, just certain people come in and teach you about finances. Yeah. Certain people come in and teach you about, like, if you want to further your education. These are all resources. Some are tangible to the point of that they can help you improve your life if you take the time out to utilize the opportunity. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, like with a lot of guys, some guys like Haji and Wilder, they want to further their education. They want to do more or less like barbering. One want to do legal. You know, for me, I want to get my CDLs and I want to get my religious license, so. These educational opportunities make it easier to get a job, which is one of the most important things to have during the reentry process. Chris is one of the guys who had the most to say about the freedom a job brings. And funny enough, the movie Avatar reminded him of the process. I watched Avatar yesterday. I really, <laughs> awesome. I, no, for real, I do. No, I, the, the Blue People one? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. The hey, Blue I watched people that one, one too, yeah, yeah, like Blue a few days one. ago, uh, yeah. I, I, I watched it last night and, um, just because that's how I feel right now. Mm -hmm. You know, when Sully was going back from out of this avatar and then going back and he was in a wheelchair mm. and he's putting his ways like that, he's like, man, now I feel like this is the real world and this is the pretend world, you know? And being at the reentry facility is the pretend world. Mm. You know, it's certain things where you're just like, okay, like I'm still locked up. And at the end of the day, it's not a big deal, but it's just reminders, you know, that you locked up. And then when you go to work, Man, you free, man. Like, you can eat what you want. I'll look at it like, man, they paying me to be free. Chris got the opportunity to work with Crossroads Solar, a solar panel production company whose goal is to produce top quality solar panels with people who have made mistakes, creating second chances and a greener earth one panel at a time. It was started by a Notre Dame professor named Pat Rager, and then I don't know if Marty is his friend or not, or just the money behind the thing, but I guess he was teaching classes inside Westville or something like that. And they was like, yeah, it's all good and well. You come in here, you're teaching class, you're doing stuff like that, but you would never hire somebody like me. So he decided, I don't know how he decided to do solar panels or whatever. I mean, he drives a Tesla, so he's probably <laughs> friendly. But he um, decided to start a company with all felons. Patrick Reagan and Martin Wallen, president and vice president respectively, had been teaching as part of the Westville Prison Morrow College Initiative for several years before founding the company. Everybody in my job, except for him and Marty, which is the owner and the co-owner, the plan manager, and everybody down is a convicted felon. And it's just a great place to work. It was other places that I could have worked and made more money, but the vibe wouldn't have been the same. During their teaching experience at Westville, they were able to not only understand just how tough reentry is, but see what they could do to actively help. They aim to break the cycle of unemployment and recidivism by actively involving their employees in the business and creating an offender-friendly environment. 
you know, it was cool for me the first day I went in there and got an interview. And I talked to every workstation and I talked to these two specific girls who had ankle bracelets. And it was just, cause like, it wasn't a fear that I had, but I was like, well, if I get modifications, they're gonna put me on house arrest, but I'll be able to go to the gym, I'll be able to do this. And I was telling wifey, like, I was like, well, I'm gonna be wearing like joggers or sweatpants to be covered up my band. And she was like, don't cover it up. I'm like, man, I don't really want everybody to know I was locked up. She was like, what for? And so these girls are like at work, like with the ankle bracelet. I'm like, yo, when'd you get out? They're like, April. The other one, like, I just got out in December. And so it was just like the joy that they had for life, you know? So it was like, they look forward to going to work every day. And I still do look forward to going to work. I know work is a four letter word. And some people are like, I hate my life. I hate my job. And I'm just like, I wake up every morning like, yes, let me go, let me get yeah. out of here. They are also offender friendly financially. They believe that the income hierarchy between the top of the company and the bottom should be close to flat. As such, the president's salary remains within 5% of what an employee on the factory floor makes. The financial profits are shared across the workforce. I really like that job. I love the people. And it's fun. It's fun right now. It's something that and eventually, after my 90-day probation, we get to like buy in, like stock share or something like that. And eventually, he wants the employees to own the company. Not only do they empower employees financially, they also empower them educationally. Four of us is going to school right now to get certified in solar. I'm manufacturing solar panels, so I'm learning about the future. And they just gave me a scholarship to go to school to get That's certified. Awesome. Jerome has a similar positive experience with Goodwill, the popular resale company. I'm working basically a entry-level position at Goodwill, but it's it's temporary, you know. Goodwill Industries is the nation's largest nonprofit provider of job training services, which puts them in the unique position to lead the successful reintegration of previously incarcerated individuals. And uh, it says the spies not small beginners, but really it's not really small, it's really big for them. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I think a lot of times people, they get a little too uppity. You got to remember where you came from. Like, I just was in the joint. Like, I was literally just locked up. Now I call it portals to freedom. Mm -hmm. This is a portal to freedom. Mm -hmm. And I'm thankful for it. Mm -hmm. Some of the guys, their job experiences have granted them the freedom to explore the arts. I usher at the South Bend Civic Theater, being able to go see these plays and then also help people. You know, because when you help anybody, you help yourself, you know. And then just um, also being able to go see plays at like the Morris Performing Arts Center. And these are like the Broadway plays. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm from 31st Broadway in Indianapolis, Indiana, mm -hmm. which is the Maple Leaf Fall Creek District. is like one of the most notorious, crime-ridden, violent ghettos in Indianapolis. And it's like, I never would have thought that I would be enjoying a Broadway play. Mm -hmm. Just sitting here like, oh snap, like this, this is really nice right yeah. here. So to be able to go get that culture and not feel any less than myself but feel like more of myself. Some of them have volunteered at the theater. I donate time. I spend time at the Civic Center ushering when they have plays like myself and other guys. We donate time there. Anybody that's birthday sought wants to contribute. You don't just want to sit back and just, what do they call it, lump on a log, whatever it is. You want to contribute and this allows you to contribute. Chris specifically has found not only joy in volunteering and working in the community, but validation in how the community has responded and treated him. Volunteering at, um, it was this thing called Shortcakes on the Blacktop. It was like the Cathedral St. James, First Press, and all these churches just going down there and being with those people, being in this tent, 
serving these shortcakes all day and then just how they treated us. They treated us like they were just so welcoming and uh, just loving and just like it's a term that people don't use for people these days, but just godlike. That's that's how those people was. And they had no clue where we was from at all. And didn't even ask. And then later on, I think they might have found out where we was from and they still didn't treat us any different. And it was two um, women specifically, Deb and Ashley, they worked at this place called, uh, I can't remember the name of the place, but it like helps parents who have children with disabilities and they wrote the ward in like a letter just talking about it was like five of us that went like what we really brought to like they worked the whole time mm -hmm. we had to make them take breaks and just the overall joy that they brought to the day just the fact that they use a word like joy for some hardened quote-unquote criminals you know i've been locked up 20 years and with somebody be like how do you have so much joy like that's a miracle that's something i gotta be like man thank god for mm -hmm. you know because i could really be walking around like y'all need some help yeah i'm gonna show up and smile and work just being able to be out in the world versus behind prison walls is a blessing. As a matter of fact, it's another place called Reigns of Life where they got this horseback riding community for kids that got autism. Mm -hmm. That's what I was doing before I got a job. Like every Thursday, Friday, even some Saturdays when I didn't get a visit. Like that was like, I made that my job. I was out there, you know, quote unquote, they say it's manure, but you really out there shoveling shit. Yeah, you know? that's, yeah. that's really how it go. But I didn't care because uh -huh. like I was free. Like, man, you don't understand. Like I was behind a wall. Like we, I had only seen the top of trees for like 12 years of my life. With all the good energy among the guys, they've been able to work together and share opportunities. For example, both Chris and Jerome express themselves musically. Music is something that kept me alive, like writing, mm -hmm. uh, journaling. I've been journaling since I was like 22 and then writing music. I had never wrote a song until I got locked up and then started playing the guitar like maybe six years ago. And you're a bassist? I played the bass, guitar, and I can play the drums, but I'm not a drummer. Mm -hmm. DJ all of it, but right now I'm really more focused on the bass and songwriting. Like I've written over 300 songs since I've been incarcerated. They were able to collaborate musically while at the South Bend Reentry Center. Just the other day ago, we were blessed to be able to go to a Unity Cafe mm -hmm. to perform. Mm -hmm. And Sam's mm -hmm. Unity Cafe, like that's the first public show that I've ever played. Straight thing, was able to perform. And then for Jerome to be, he knew Sam through the book club, whatever, and then for him to keep, he wasn't pestering all things, but just shameless self-promotion about like, yeah, we can come play a show. She's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And so we probably played like four or five songs before I took a break. Sam was like, well, I knew y'all was gonna be good, but y'all are for real. Like, that was uh, beyond, you know? And so I was like, yeah, Sam, like, this is what literally kept me alive. That's what kept me alive. So, you know, being able to meet people that give you a chance, give you a shot. Being able to perform their music live outside of prison walls was meaningful to the reentry process. We passed by Westfield, and that was like a reminder where we came from. Like, you don't want to go back to it, but not only that, being on the other side of the fence to help those who are in that situation, because you know what it's like, mm -hmm. you know? In the next episode, all of the guys tell us more about how they connected with each other, with friends, and with family through their time at the South Bend Reentry Center. This is Voices of Reentry.
narrated by Lillian Gramza, produced by Julia Martin, music by Blue Dot Sessions, cover art by Kylie Kravalski, special thanks to Sam Burgett, the Community Change Center, and Valparaiso University's Social Action Leadership Team. And Andre, Chris, Haji, Jason, Jerome, and Raymond, thank you.